What is going on, everybody? I'm your host, Nicholas Willard, and this is Almost Canon. Now, if you have experienced the unknown, be it a Bigfoot attack while you were, you know, four-wheeling through the backwoods, maybe you've become spiritually attacked by an evil, I don't know, an evil presence or maybe a demonic entity, or, you know, you just live in a plain old haunted house. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. If you have experienced the unknown, then please send us an email at almostcanonpod at gmail.com. We want to hear your story. And hey, who knows? Maybe you'll end up on the show. All right, one last thing before we get going. Please don't forget to rate and review Almost Canon. Uh, you can do that by, you know, scrolling to the bottom of your page where you see that, you know, there's like five stars. Click on the five star. Leave a little review. We'd really appreciate it. You know, like I said in the past, we are an independent podcast. We don't have some sort of parent company funneling us all sorts of money or paying for those big name advertisement spots. We're also not a podcast sponsored by another podcast because there are... <laughs> Believe me, there are plenty of big-name podcasts out there. So, we are just an independent podcast. And we need your help to grow the show. It's really the only way to grow the show. Ratings and reviews. It helps beat the algorithm. Gets us up in numbers. Gets us out there so other people can find us more easily. So, now that that's done and over with, let's jump into today's show. So, I posted, you know, another post on social media, looking for stories here and there, and (laughs) I've got so many. There's so many of you out there with paranormal stories. Um, I really do. I love sorting through all these stories that that people send me. Um, there's, there's There's literally so many that, that some just get you know, lost in the noise. Um, there have been some that really piqued my interest. And it's so much easier to put these stories on the podcast when people send me a message instead of, you know, commenting on the Facebook post or whatever. I've got so many, and there are so many good good ones that people have commented. It's just hard, you know, to communicate back and forth with with those who have left their story via comment. So if your story doesn't appear, you know, on today's episode, which it won't most likely because I'm only, I only got a couple, uh, have no fear. I'm working for an episode down the line where I'll just compile as many of these stories together as I can and get them out there. There is one <laughs> that I wanted to go over because it, it, it was very interesting, um, to say the least. And, and so this, this is a story that takes place in Newport, New Hampshire, in the Sarah Josephina Hale house. Now, Sarah Josephina Hale is most famously known to be the writer of the nursery rhyme, 
Mary had a little lamb. So, before we get into tonight's show, I wanted to read this story that someone had sent me that I'm calling Mary Had a Little Ghost. I live in Newport, New Hampshire. My house is from the early 1800s. It's actually Sarah Josephina Hale's house, which is historically pretty cool. Anyway, we have lived here for about eight years with strange things happening here and there. Nothing huge, doors open and shut, noises on the stairs when nobody is there, just little things until recently. My twins are two and they have been absolutely freaking out about a ghost on the stairs. I mean, absolutely terrified. My six-year-old woke up last year in the middle of the night screaming bloody murder because she saw two glowing red eyes at the bottom of my bed. It may not be much or anything at all, but it would be pretty cool to find out. I have fallen down the stairs here twice and gotten super fucked up. Laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, I guess it is kind of funny, but, you know, I don't want to laugh at someone else's pain, but, yeah, that is kind of funny. Um, and the stairs is where the twins always see the ghost. My fiancé was walking from one side of the house to the other a couple weeks ago, and his hat blew off his head. Like, someone literally ripped it off. Just odd things. Not sure if you'd be interested, but I figured I would reach out anyway. So, does Sarah Josephina Hale haunt her old house? Is this some sort of red-eyed demonic entity? No, I don't think so. Um, but I don't know. I really don't know. Could be anything. Could be nothing at all. But I think that that's, that's what's most fun about the paranormal. So, I just wanted to read that story because I found it very interesting that uh, this was, you know, the house of, of Sarah Josephina Hale and uh, Mary had a little lamb. Alright, now let's get into the main topic of tonight's show. Alright. Mental illness is a serious problem. After all, it is the only sickness that will tell you you don't need help. Luckily, civilization has made great strides in the care and treatment for those with these psychological disorders. For the majority of human existence, those with what are essentially chemical imbalances like bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, dissociative identity disorder, you know, which used to be known as multiple personality disorder, uh, different eating disorders, and even deep depressions and anxieties were seen as broken and unfixable. They were more often than not institutionalized by their own families after they had become burdensome and unmanageable. Now this was before the introduction of drugs like lithium in 1948 and chlorpromazine in 1952, which led to a much more humane push towards professional counseling and active care. However, mental illness isn't simply a modern-day problem, nor is it a problem born in the 19th or even 18th centuries. 
mental illness can no doubt trace its roots back to the dawn of mankind. Where there is an active brain, there is potential for a chemical imbalance. So how was mental illness seen and dealt with throughout history? Well, for the most part, psychological disorders have been seen as a corruption of the soul with a focus on spirituality that usually manifests itself in the form of evil spirits or even demons. And while there's evidence that some cultures around the world, more specifically those of a more primitive nature, chose individuals with major psychological disorders to be their connections to the spirit world and in turn become shaman and medicine men. But those becoming ambassadors to the spiritual realm were few and far between. The majority of those individuals were seen as sickly, unable to control their own actions due to the presence of these demons. And instead of looking towards these people for answers, they were looked at with fear. More often than not, they would be locked up and experimented on as it was believed not just a spirit resided within the body, but a devil, and in some cases, Lucifer himself. In a 1969 study funded by the National Institute for Mental Health, 488 different cultures were looked at from all around the world. And it was discovered that 74% of them believed that spiritual possession wasn't only real, but it was actually happening. Now, this isn't a history lesson in demonic possession, nor is it one on mental health. However, what happens when those we believe are possessed by demons are only suffering from mental illnesses, and those we believe are suffering from mental illnesses are actually possessed. In today's episode, we speak with an administrator who works on the nursing floor in a small southern Vermont hospital. Now, they were used to dealing with patients suffering from a magnitude of different psychiatric disorders. However, one day, an old woman diagnosed with dementia arrived for care and weird things began happening. Things that could easily be explained away on their own, but together made her wonder. This was until she saw something in that old woman's room, something that the old woman saw as well. But here's the kicker. That old woman, she was blind. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's episode of Almost Canon. See, I didn't know if you wanted to just kind of uh, kind of go back over what you had written to me, kind of tell the story again. I don't know if you want to do that. Um, sure. Yeah, because it was like, this, this was this is a story that really stood out uh, in my yeah, mind. It, yeah, it stood out in mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> it really freaked me out. So I work there. Um, in the evenings quite often. So starting from about four o'clock um, into, you know, 10, 11 o'clock. And we do get quite a few patients with um, dementia, you know, what we call altered mental state. 
um, and sort of where the nurse's station is, is directly across from what we call our special care unit. So our hospital is small. It doesn't have a an ICU. It has, um, you know, a special care unit, which is people who need a little bit more care, but they they aren't bad enough to helicopter out or move to a much bigger facility. Um, and those, all of those rooms are directly across from my desk. Um, I think there's five of the rooms and where my desk is, I can look into three of them quite easily. Um, and we had had a, this nice old lady who had, who was in there, uh, she was about 89, um, blind. So I felt really bad for her just because she couldn't just sit there and watch TV. She was blind. And, um, kind of most of the day didn't know where she was, um, was, was very nice, would, would listen to us if we asked her to, you know, if we were trying to move her or if we were trying to get her to eat. Um, but it was every night at, I would say, seven o'clock, six thirty, seven o'clock, um, which is, is actually quite common with dementia patients where we call it sundowning. Um, they'll be kind of fine during the day and then get very agitated mm -hmm. uh, in the evening. And um, so she had been there a couple of weeks. We were used to her. And every night, you know, we would, she would be yelling. She would yell, you know, get out of my room, um, get away from me, get out of my room. If any of the nurses went in, quite often she would yell at them as well, you know, get him out of my room. Um, and of course she's got dementia. So, you know, what we do is we try to make her feel safe and, and, you know, talk to her quite often. The nurses would go and sit with her for quite a while and she could be calmer if, if somebody stayed in there with her. Um, but with the amount of patients we have and sort of the not amount of <laughs> nurses that we have, mm. um, that can be very difficult and um you know so she had she had been okay and I kind of kept an eye on her because she wasn't allowed to stand up she wasn't good enough on her feet um that they wanted her moving around on her own it was a safety hazard and I thought I saw her start to stand up she was she was sitting up very straight in her chair and um just started you know yelling who are you why won't you leave me alone you know get out of my room get out of here and and really yelling and screaming um and I knew a nurse would be coming along you know they they kept an ear out for her because when she got upset they wanted to try to help her calm down and, um, you know, so it was kind of expected that she would be in that state. Um, and I always just assumed when that would start that, you know, she, her brain is playing tricks on her, you know, makes her think somebody is in her room with her. 
Um, and I'm, you know, I looked up and I was watching her make sure she doesn't get, she doesn't stand up. And she's looking at something in her room. Um, and she's, her head is moving back and forth. And, and I always wondered what it was she thought she could see because we, I knew she was blind. And um, as her, as she's yelling and I see her head moving back and forth, um, sort of coming from the right side into the left, I see all I could think of was smoke. It was sort of man-shaped smoke. It wasn't, it was about the same height. I didn't see arms or legs, nothing like that, just a, a dark sort of roily smoke that went from right to left into where the bathroom was. And I realize as I see it, I can see her head tracking it and she's screaming. And it was, it was really, really scary. <clears throat> and all I could think of was don't look, which I, I, I don't, I, I assume that was sort of my hind brain <laughs> telling me to be a little bit safe. But I felt like it, it, I couldn't let it know that I saw it. I had to, to look down and she was still sort of screaming. Um, and as I'm staring at my, at my keyboard, sort of trying to figure out what to do, I heard the nurse go in. I kind of glanced up. She pushed open the door of the bathroom that had swung open when sort of whatever I saw went that way and went in and was sitting and, and talking to her and trying to calm her down. And she was just, you know, um, just sobbing the whole time. Just get out, leave me alone, please stop. Um, and I just kept thinking if I look up, I, it's going to follow me home. I have to not, it has to not know I saw it. I don't even know what it is. I just know there was something, there was something in the room with that woman. And when the nurse came out, I said, how is she? And she, you know, had said, well, she's, it's just so sad. You know, she doesn't, um, she doesn't, she thinks that there's somebody in there and there's nobody in there. And all I could think of was there's somebody in there. Something was in there with her. And I don't, it made me wonder if she had dementia or if there was something with her. Everybody was so convinced that she just didn't know what was happening and she was out of her mind. And I saw something in there. And I, I don't think it was, I don't, think it was like a ghost or anything you know kind of a friendly spirit I think it was it was scary enough that everything in me said if I look I'm I'm next you know I'll be the next one that everybody thinks is crazy yeah <laughs> you know yeah. and there were they she was there I think another four nights um you know, nights that I had been in there as well. And I wouldn't look, I wouldn't look in there at her. I wouldn't look in when I first got there, which was, you know, um, 
earlier in the day, but when she was calm and everything was fine. And I, I would just sort of keep my head down. I didn't want to look in there, but you know, things, the yelling would start and something would happen, you know, every one of those four nights that I was there. And I don't know if these things were happening before and I just didn't notice it. Um, or if I was looking for it, you know, where the door, I would hear that bathroom door hit, you know, if you push a door open too hard and it kind of bangs off of, right. um, you know, the stopper, um, I would hear that and I wasn't going to look. <laughs> um, and, and one night her, you know, her tray table went sort of zinging across the room and her nurse was like, you know, if she doesn't want the tray table, she could have told us. And I'm thinking that that is an 89 year old woman. And those tables, you know, they're the big industrial hospital tables, you know, the ones that kind of go over your, your bed. They're not, they're not super light. Um, I know that a few times um, before I had noticed this, one of the one of the things she would do is she would fight with the nurses sometimes um, if they were trying to go in and convince her to take something at night um, to help her sleep. Um, she did not have a medical power of attorney. So it was up to her whether she took, you know, any medications that would help with sleep or with, you know, calming her down. Um, and in that case, you know, I think you see in movies where doctors or, or nurses will just kind of give them a shot anyways. And that's not how it really works. <laughs> um, you know, she says no, so she doesn't get the medicine. That's kind of how that works. But, um, you know, they, they did have to put her back in bed um, when she was typically sitting in her recliner when this would go on. And one of them said, oh, I've never had such a hard time moving an 89-year-old woman. She was tiny into a bed. Um, one of them said she she fights. And I, I think this is why I thought of it. She's like, she fights like she's possessed or something like this. And she is so strong. And I didn't think about it until I, I think a day or two after I sent you, um, you know, the 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 letter I sent you about what had gone on was, oh yeah, before I noticed all that, I remember them saying she's so incredibly strong. And I thought, well, geez, if she, there is something in with her, she's probably fighting for her life. So <laughs> no wonder why she, you know, found that much strength. But yeah, it was, um, I've never really told anybody. I never talked to anybody at the hospital about it. Um, I just kind of decided I would just be quiet and not let it know I saw it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, depending on what it what it was, it's probably the smarter option. Um. Yeah, and I'm not somebody who's like afraid of ghosts. I always kind of liked the the idea. You know, I was always thought, boy, a haunted house that would be cool to live in. So I'm, um, I just feel like it wasn't a ghost. Right. I, I don't know what it was, but whatever it was scared me really badly. Um, 
you know, for, for days, I was just shaky. And um, I think also, I just keep thinking of what if she wasn't, what if she's not crazy? What if she, what if she isn't suffering from dementia? Right. And nobody will listen to her. Right. Yeah, I mean, that could be a problem that, uh, you know, could be going on all over the world. It's hard to, mental illness is a, is, is tricky, especially when it involves the paranormal. I mean, this is, you know, the Catholic church, they have a whole, a whole unit dedicated to figuring out whether someone's, you know, mentally ill or possessed. Yeah. Yeah. It's very difficult. And there's been plenty of, of possessions gone wrong um that were definitely mental illness so it is it's it's very very tricky uh and i I don't know how how deep into the paranormal you have gone but um i mean fringes you know i like halloween's my favorite time i like the idea of ghosts but i you know, when I listen to some podcasts that are paranormal podcasts that I find to be fun. Um, yeah. But I never felt any fear from it. I just always thought, oh, that's cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, I did definitely don't think it was a ghost. You know, a ghost. Oh, no, I really don't think so. Not. I, I not. I mean, maybe that's what a ghost would look like. I've not seen one before, but the the feeling that I got from it was was just like sheer terror and the thought if I look at it I, I'm in trouble right. I, it I it needs I have to it has to not know I looked is it's right. just what kept kind of running through my head and I feel like you, you know people should always kind of listen to their gut feelings and um I was like well that's a pretty smart gut I'm just gonna go with that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the way to go <laughs> with that. Let's not, you know, so even the thought of like, I thought about it a few times about whether I should actually write anything down about it, because it really freaked me out. And I was like, I don't know what it, maybe it listens to podcasts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I don't but I yeah, it's and I think I, you know, I see so many people um, come in and out with dementia and you know, I feel like our hospital does so much to try to treat them respectfully. Um, you know, uh, especially sometimes we have um, people with dementia who are pretty mobile and walk around. And so, you know, I've had people come out and, and ask me for their time card. Well, I will print something that looks like a time card. If that's going <laughs> to help them, you know, that then we'll do that. Um, and the nurses are are pretty much that way too. They they really treat the patients, um, especially with dementia, very well. You know, because they that's how they would want their loved ones to be treated. So it I've been around it a lot, and it never occurred to me that it was anything other than, you know, a, a medical thing. Right. And so it it was very weird to suddenly think I. I don't know if that's what, if that was a medical thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and right. who's going to listen to her? Right. Nobody. You know, at 89. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, particularly religious at all, really. Uh, but I do believe, you know, there's, there's got to be, there's some sort of, there has to be some sort of higher power out there because, you know, there's, I just, I, you hear, I hear so many stories. Um, you see so much stuff on TV and books and other podcasts and, you know, even in just like throughout history, there's, there's something going on. Um, and if, you know, they, they often refer to them as demons, you know, and if there's if demons are real, then there's gotta be something else. Now, I, I don't know what it is. And I, I only say that to say um, this, this really sounds demonic almost you know you're you you recognize instantly recognized uh that there was something wrong it's almost like um intuition or something you know yeah like i'm in danger <laughs> this is right you, you know and that's this not is, typical um, and, and you said so no. you know you you see it all the time and you don't feel that that way exactly no i've never had any and you know i've been there um a few years now and it's you know other than oh that's really sad when somebody comes in and they're they're quite ill um it's certainly never you know I'm never worried oh if somebody passes um while I'm there I'm never thinking oh no a ghost is gonna come it, it's it's the you know I think one of the reasons I didn't say much about it is I don't want people like I'm not super superstitious Hmm. And I'm not um, somebody who, you know, is constantly thinking they see ghosts or there's, right, uh, you know, different meanings and I'm not into omens and things like that. And this, this had me terrified. Um, this was, there was something going on in there that I, you know, I, and, and I also feel really bad because I hope it left with her. And I know that sounds so terrible. Um, I hope it left altogether, not really with her, but part of me is like, well, if she's gone, maybe whatever that is, is gone. Right. And I'm sure um, it most likely did uh, because if it was a goat, ghosts don't tend to do stuff like that. You know, ghosts will, like you said, a haunted house. They usually haunt. They usually. Yeah. They, they, they leave behind their energy is left behind at a location that they once were, you know, when they were alive. And um, the only thing I could think of is maybe if someone had died in that room and they're haunting the room. But then again, that would be something that people would notice. And it would most likely be something that everyone yeah. about all the time. I mean, since this was, um, I would say, maybe two months ago. Oh, so recently i know because i know um at the Keene hospital i know that there's a there's a any... haunted room down there yeah it's... yeah i don't think <laughs> i don't think i don't think we have a haunted room but i i thought maybe i should pay attention after that happens um right not I that i will not that i'll look in there but um, it's right across from me. Although I, you know, I have a 
my computer monitor, which I actually moved down about eight inches because with it there, I can't look directly in the room without looking at my monitor. Mm. So, so now I don't accidentally. This is like something that really affected you. Yeah, it messed me up. (laughs) I I don't, it wasn't, um, it was was enough for me to move the monitor and tell everybody that, you know, I have tendonitis and I needed to move the monitor. Mm. Um, (laughs) You know, nobody, none of the other unit coordinators said they ever saw anything. And unless like me, they went, I'm not going to say anything. Um, And you know, nurses tend to be pretty superstitious. You hear, you know, they'll, and and if they're going to chit chat, it's usually right behind my desk. You know, that's kind of the nurse's station. So if I, I did kind of keep an ear out to see if anybody said anything. And other than, you know, what, what I remembered later, which was, oh yeah, they said she was incredibly strong you know, that she, they would try to put her into bed and she would bite them. And she was incredibly strong. Did you say fight them or bite them? Both, (laughs) you know, scratch, kick, bite, um, you know, especially somebody who has dementia, you know, they're, they're frightened and the nurses know that they're very good about it, but you know, they don't love getting, you know, pinched or bitten or hit. That's not really what they're there for. So um, but yeah, they said she was very, very strong and, and she was itty bitty. She was a tiny little old lady. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, well, I'm, I'm all, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm all jumbled over here. I don't want to, it's just, it's a very touchy subject that, you know, I'm not diagnosing anyone. I don't want to diagnose her in any way right, right. or anything like this, but it, um, you know, that's also something you hear about, you know in demonic possessions i know i know it's terrifying i know (laughs) supernatural you know and i'm the same way where i'm like i don't want to say anything you know and and we do at work get a lot of training about how to sort of talk about mental illness without it um you know we never want to hurt anyone's feelings or right you know or so we really try um maybe not all the way in the break room, then we, then we might be like, that lady was strong and she was, you know, but. Um, so what, yeah, I, what did it look like again? It was just. um. If like I said it was probably minute. like, yeah, it was like a, almost like a very dark shadow, mm. but it was, the light was on in the room. So it wasn't. It, so it was very well defined. Like you could see it was, it was probably six feet high. Mm. Um, and it, it moved fairly quickly, but almost like smoke would move. And it you moved know? through the light. Yeah. Well, though, yeah. If you think of the lights in a hospital room, they are bright. You right. know, so it was. Um, so it couldn't have been someone's shadow. No, absolutely not. No, and plus I was the only one there. You know, so there was the nurses were in various rooms. Um, yeah. You know, our, our hallway light is very bright, and it's very bright until about eight p.m. You know, we'll turn the the lights down um, around then, and uh, her room light was on, which is also very bright. So 
you know, there was, there were no shadows. Um, and the, the room is just slightly diagonal from me, like, you know, across from me, but sort of the one room meets another room directly in front of me. So I'm looking in where her bed is and there's a bathroom on, um, kind of the, the left of her. So if you walk into the room, the bathroom door is there. If you open the bathroom door, it's actually sort of in the way. You know, if that bathroom door is all the way open, it's kind of in the way of the door. Um, I'm assuming it was, I, I don't think the architect thought it through, honestly. <laughs> um, and that had been almost all the way closed. Um, so I was looking at her, you know, her bed and then the, the recliner was next to the bed and she was looking straight on towards the right. And as she was yelling, something came across and it was, it wasn't like, oh, blink and you don't see it. It was very quick, but it was, um, it was definitely something there. And it moved in the bathroom door, like slammed open and kind of banged against the door that was there. Um, which kind of made me go, oh, that it wasn't really, a, my eyes weren't tricking me. Something moved and then pushed that door open and she's nowhere near it. Right. You know, she's across the room from it. So, But yeah, I and then I didn't really look because, like I said, I just looked down um, and stared at my computer keyboard, going, "You can't look, don't look." Right. And it, yeah, that was, I, and I still haven't looked. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you said she was there for four days. Um, she was there for a couple of weeks. I think it was like two weeks and four days. It takes a while to try to, especially where she did not have um, a medical power of attorney. Um, if they, it, it gets really kind of red tape-ish. So it, she didn't have a, a medical power of attorney. Um, she did have a niece that would come by during the day. Mm -hmm. And... Um, they were trying to get her into a memory care place, but, um, then because she didn't have a medical power of attorney, the memory care place was demanding that she sign herself in. Um, and it, so it takes a while, like there has to be a lot of back and forth between the doctor and the, the place, the facility they were trying to put her to show that no, she is not in her right mind. She cannot sign this. Um, and then also at the same time, the niece was having to try to get medical power of attorney without um, her aunt actually giving her that. So it, it it can take a while, you know, to, and it's hard because it's, we're a hospital. We're not really equipped to deal with, um, people with dementia you know we're not a locked unit um we just have to sort of hope they won't kind of get out you know if 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 it's really busy or something <clears throat> mm -hmm. so yeah she had been there 
about two weeks when that happened. And I know it was another four days because I thought, I don't know if I can keep going to work while she was there. <laughs> like, I actually was trying to think, like, should I try to take a, you know, uh, can I see if I can get some vacation days? while Because I really didn't want to go in, um, especially the evening shift. And so this wasn't something that happened throughout the whole time. It was just towards the end. That's, that's when I saw something um, throughout the whole time. Yeah. She did have, you know, she did what, what, what we call sundowning, which is at right. night she would. And I know that that's always what she was yelling to get out of my room, um, okay. you know, stay away from me. And, and again, we're, I don't want to sound callous, but we hear it a lot. Right. You know, so I knew that happened to be the thing that she said. You know, some people talk about balloons or they'll, you know, scream for a cat that they used to like. But this particular woman was get out of my room. Um, and so I was used to hearing her yell that. But it right. I wasn't I'm not her. You know, I wasn't her nurse. I was doing paperwork. So mm -hmm. I would hear it and it would kind of go in one ear and out the other. Um, I only happened to be looking because I saw her, what I thought was about to stand up. Mm. Um, and I knew the nurses were busy that night and figured I can, you know, they, they have alarms on the bed and on the chairs, but the chair alarms are, aren't loud enough. And quite often the, you know, if I think that the nurses are a couple of rooms down, they're not going to hear it. And so they might need me to run down and say, Hey, you know, the, the alarm's going off. I won't go in and take care of the patient just because I'm not trained. Right. Um, but I will make sure a nurse knows that somebody who is a fall risk is up and, and moving. Right. Or trying to escape. Sometimes we get, a, you know, people who try to <laughs> try to run out of the hospital. And I have to kind of sound the alarm. So that, that, that all makes sense. So you just, you started noticing it. Right. Okay. Right. So like I heard that she was saying those things, but I never really looked. It wasn't it wasn't sort of part of my job. Now one one thing you mentioned in the beginning that I don't wanna not talk about was that she was blind. Yes. Yeah. But that's but when I think seeing her head move as I was looking, you know, my eyes were tracking this going what is that? And as I'm looking, I notice her head is moving and she's yelling at the bathroom door. Right. And I think that's when I was like, look down, look, just don't, don't look. Um, really seeing whatever, whatever this was. Right. And I, she, I know that she had been yelling that, like I said, for a while, for, you know, a couple of weeks anyways. Um, and I remember thinking, how does she know someone's in her room? You know, yeah. like, not not in a mean way, but like, you know, it's just something you notice. Like, oh, every night she's yelling, get out of my room. And there's nobody in there. And how would she know anyways? She she can't see. Yeah. Um, you know, I had tried to, like, we would try to bring in a, um, we have a, a tablet that's kind of for looking up various things or, you know, we bring them to the patients sometimes. Um, and we were, we're bringing that in and putting music on. 
um, in the evening, just trying to figure out ways to make it so she was calmer. And I had said, you know, geez, she's, she gets really upset at night. Maybe it, she can't watch TV. She was very hard of hearing. Um, and I thought, well, if we could put, can we put something next to her bed that just has music? Like maybe that will help. Um, and they had done that and they were like, eh, it's not really helping. You know, we, we bring it in, but it doesn't, she still gets really upset. Um, or what we would say, you know, what they would say is sundowns hard. You know, she sundowns real hard. She gets all of a sudden very upset. Um, but who knows? Maybe she wasn't, uh, maybe she didn't have dementia. I don't know. And I think that it bothers me. Mm. Yeah. Because if you think about a piece of, what if you were absolutely sane, but something was, you know, driving you crazy and had been for a long time? Somebody just went, ah, eh, you just need some medicine. Like, we'll put you in a, a home. You'll be fine. But, yeah, it's just scary to think about. Yeah, I mean, the paranormal world is full of stories like that. It is. It's definitely tricky. Yeah, so hopefully, I don't know, she wasn't, health-wise, wasn't great. So, you know, I just hope that, Maybe wherever they brought her, things would be better for her. But I still won't look in that room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would, I'd put my money on whatever it was, um, when it was attached to her in some way. Um, yeah. I, otherwise, I, I guarantee you, you know, you like this room in, in Keene that I was talking about, this haunted room, like the nurses, they know that it's haunted. They talk about it. Oh, really? Stuff happens in this room. Um, So if this, you know, if, if the, there is something in that room and it's still there, it's not just going to act up when one, because, you know, there must have been other patients in that room since then, right? You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So they would they would have noticed it. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything in there. I'm just freaked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, and I've had, sense. I've had friends who worked over at the retreat that said, oh yeah, the retreat's haunted. Like, but it's sort of like, oh yeah, that's just how it is. It was, um, you know, I've never, I've not really talked to anybody who was like, this was so scary. It's just mostly been like, yeah, things would, you know, cabinets would shut or whatever um, yeah, what you're talking about is not your normal you know haunting <laughs> this, this, right? this is something <laughs> different especially the fact that you you know your body noticed something was wrong you're instantly like don't look don't look don't look um yeah, because I always I always said, oh, I would love to see a ghost. Like, I, it's just not something that scares me. Um, but whatever this was, I think could probably, I don't know, I think it, it could do something because I was absolutely terrified. Like, you know, my arm hair standing on end, like me, I was terrified. Right. I was convinced that, that I was going to be in big trouble if it knew I saw it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, shadow, shadow people, that is a thing. Um, 
So what you're describing is definitely something that I've heard of. I've heard plenty of people talk about it, but what I haven't heard is, is this feeling that you felt, you know, it's not usually like that. It's like, Oh yeah, I saw, I saw a shadow person. Um, the only other time I can think of that people are, are like in fear of their life is, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of sleep paralysis. Yes, I had that happen once. It's absolutely terrifying. Right. That's <laughs> Just the only once, though. I'm lucky. That yeah. Yeah. That's the only other time I've ever heard of people being like, because sometimes, you know, you'll be, you'll just be paralyzed. And then sometimes they, they used to call it the old hag syndrome because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if this happened to you, but, you know, usually you see a figure, you know, in the corner of your room. I don't know. It's like, it's like 25% of people who get sleep paralysis experience this, you know, a figure in your room and that figure will come towards you and it'll crawl onto you, get on your chest. Yes. I had, I, what I kept waking up, I was convinced there was something sitting on my chest right. and it, it wasn't, you know, I, I remember telling like my best friend about it and it was like a year later, he called me and said, I just read about sleep paralysis. Mm. And it, you didn't, there wasn't like something weird in your room. Cause I was convinced, like, I was like, I don't know. I, it was some kind of like ghost or imp or something. I don't know what it was. And he said, no, no, no. I read about this. He had to send me all the stuff. And it still, it was like, I read all of it. I, you know, kind of did a little bit of research and still, I was like, uh, okay, maybe that's what it was, but man, was it scary. Right. Yeah, this is another just like you just can't illness. move. Just yeah. like mental illness. Like, is this something that's actually really happening? Or is this just something our brains are making up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, I I every once in a while thought, oh, I maybe I'll look up and see where they took her and and call and see how she's doing. Cause I can call and um you know, say we're, we have some follow-up questions and, and things um, after yeah. a report is done. And I just, I was like, you know what, I think I'm just going to leave that alone. Right. I'm just, <laughs> I don't think that's for me. That is not for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might be smart to kind of, because if it, I mean, I don't want to freak you out or anything. Um, And it's been, a, it's been a while since it's happened, but you're, you're, you're probably in the clear, but if you felt that, and saw it then it it knew that you saw it (laughs) I mean I don't know like I has have you ever like played hide and seek and you're hiding and you're sure that the person can see you and you're like afraid to look up because they're going to be looking right at you right yeah that was sort of the feeling like do not look up pretend you didn't see it and I just felt like if I looked up, it was going to be looking back. Right. You know, to, to just um, not, don't let it know that you saw it. Like, almost like don't make eye contact. You know? It's almost like, um, I don't know, like a spiritual intervention, you know, something, something was protecting you almost. I don't know. I, I just really, I'm getting this feeling that, that, you know, something told you not to look you recognize that you needed to not look 
I feel like something, something, something definitely strange was going on there. Cause this is, I don't hear stories like this, you know, a lot. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't have it happen a lot. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why I wanted to have you on to, to hear you talk about it because this is, it's definitely not something I hear all the time. Yeah. I, I, I think it will be one of those things that I will always wonder kind of what it was, what it was about, you know, I right. I think that will probably stay with me forever. Was she really ill? You know, was she, how is she seeing something when right. she's blind? And I know she can't see. Um, yeah, the whole thing was weird. I think it's yeah, I, I had seen you, you know, when you put a thing up about, about looking, you know, looking for stories, um, I was like, well, I haven't told anybody about this. So this would be an interesting story, I guess. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, the fact that she was blind and you both traced the same figure. Same yes, thing. at the same time, like that's what what really stuck out to me was her head was moving as my eyes were moving along with it. And I kind of met her, you know, kind of saw her head moving at the same time as I was looking and realized she's looking at something. And that's when I was like, well, I'm, I don't need to look at that. <laughs> now, could, you, could you see the bathroom door just open on its own or, or do you just hear it? Yeah, no, I could no the bathroom door it's almost like opening towards me. So it had been slightly ajar, you know, they um, hadn't been closed all the way. If I say it was open, maybe seven, eight inches. Um, You've never heard these doors do that before. No, no. They're, they're big old hospital doors, you know, they don't, they don't sort of move on their own stuff breaks on its own all the time, but the doors don't move. Now the the tray you were talking about, you talked about a tray. Was this a metal yeah. tray? Is this one of the big plastic ones that you can roll around and Yeah, it's one of the big, well, it's metal and plastic. Um, it's it's the one that rolls over the bed. Right. I don't know if you've ever been in a hospital, you know, you get the big tray that kind of yep. Yep. rolls over the bed that we put the um we put the the meals on for them. And that thing went um, across the room. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, shortened for her because she was in her um, in her recliner. Mm. Um, but yeah, when across the room and they were like, that's, you know, they were like, yeah, she's real strong. I'm like, okay, I don't think she did that. <laughs> you know, I'm very but, interested to hear. I almost like, I, I want to know if, if these other nurses saw anything like there's no way you were the only one who noticed something it i don't know it, it, i really feel like there's something weird was going on somebody must have seen something else and they're probably just afraid to talk about it as well you know yeah i can i can you know at some point um i mean i wouldn't i don't want is, to like out yourself if, if we're not no if we're not busy i don't mind somehow bringing up hey has anybody seen anything creepy happen like they all know, you know, I have bats everywhere. They all know I'm crazy. So they, right. <laughs> they all know that I like, you know, like Halloween's my favorite time. 
I wear bat earrings all the time. I, they all know that I like that stuff. So if I said, Hey, tell me, you know, tell me a ghost story. What's the creepiest thing you've seen here? Well, you know what would be um, a way to bring it up? So Christmas, obviously Christmas time's coming, the holiday season. Um, so in like the 1800s and, you know, Victorian era, era, it was Christmas time was when people told ghost stories. You know, like it was it was the thing. It was something everyone everybody did. So maybe you could mention something. Institute, yeah, bring that up. But yeah, I'll I'll mention it around a couple of the nurses who I knew they were, I knew, you know, that they had um, taken care of her and just see if anybody has anything to say. But, you know, they tend to be, like I said, nurses tend to be pretty superstitious. Um, right. And my thought is, is if they had seen something, they would have come over and been like, well, that was creepy. Like they, right. But I don't mind saying, you know. Yeah, I mean, tell me a good. Maybe they would have. I know they like to tell ghost stories. Like they, like I said, there were you know a couple of people who worked over at the retreat that were like, oh yeah, that place was definitely haunted, and right. you know. Maybe you but just maybe looked at them. whatever it was. Whatever it was was just that terrifying because I, I wasn't going to say anything. You know, right. I was it it's been, I was like, I guess I'll, I'll write that down. And even then when you said, uh, you know, oh, you can tell me the story. I'm like, no, I wrote it down. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was wondering if I was going to have to really convince you to come on. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wrote it like that's enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure nothing bad will happen, but it was just very creepy. Yeah, I mean, it definitely left an impression on you if you had to even move your computer screen. Yeah, because I want to look in there. Now, and at this point, I think I just don't, it was a really scary thing that happened. And I was, I just didn't want, I kind of don't want to look back at that spot again. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I I understand. I hear you. But yeah, there was something there and it wasn't nice. And um, yeah, I just kind of felt like I should be not say anything and not obviously not look. Right. To really, to really pretend that I had seen nothing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do that. Oh, sorry. My cat is being crazy. Stop it. But yeah, I do thank you for coming on and and telling that again. I mean, it's definitely like like I said, I definitely I can tell it really affected you. So I do thank you for coming on and, and talking about it. No, it was fun. I'm glad I did because I have to kind of get over it. <laughs> Still, I mean, it. it I, I, I believe you when you say you definitely saw something. Yeah, there was something there, but luckily it's, hopefully it's gone. Yeah, I mean, I would, I, I'm, I'm sure it's gone. It it sounds like it was something that was attached to her, uh, not the room itself, so. Yeah, so hopefully I don't see her name pop back up on our, on our board again. 
I think oh, I think that might be the end for me. I might just be like, well, I don't, I don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, that would be that. That probably wouldn't be very good. <laughs> there are other jobs. <laughs> but um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, I'm talking about it. It's definitely okay, thank very, you. Yeah, definitely very interesting. Very very yeah. interesting. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. No. Thank you. Have a good night. Do. Bye. Bye. All right. That that. You know, I always I always feel like I'm just I don't know what to say. That I'm speechless. I said this last time when Chad was on. Uh, to talk about his his strange encounter in the. You know, in in the graveyard. But this this is just this story. Um. Now she wanted to remain anonymous, and that—that's completely fine. So, I'll just, I'll just refer to it as this story <laughs> for tonight because this is the story that we're talking about, right? Um, what was that? I mean, clearly, instantly want to go to a demonic entity of some kind. That this, you know, demonic entity had attached itself to this old old woman, um, and then everybody thought that she had, uh dementia you know you know some sort of mental illness and maybe maybe she, i don't i do not see why she couldn't have had um dementia and an attachment i mean it almost makes sense to have both you know to have obviously have the dementia first and then the attachment would come would come after because i i feel like you know, if you're a demonic entity and you're trying to get into, you know, the body, you know, take over the body of a of a human being, um, why not try and trick somebody who's already mentally ill into allowing you in? Now, I'm not saying that that's the case. I don't know. I now, and I'm also not. Uh, you know, some sort of demonologist. I don't know how it works, but um, our guest tonight clearly saw something in that room. And before she saw something in that room, you know, she talked about experiencing all this other weird stuff. Uh, door, the the bathroom door being slammed constantly. The 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 tray, the hospital tray being thrown across the room. Now this. <laughs> This is not something, you know, an 80-year-old, and I think she says, what, 86-year-old lady is going to do, especially when she's blind. And that's another, you know, that brings up another thing that I want, that very, that was very, very interesting. Um, our guest watched whatever this was cross the room as this blind lady watched whatever this was cross the room as well. How do you explain that? What's going on here? Um, this is not something that you hear very often within, you know, paranormal circles. Uh, what was this lady seeing? It was this, could she see this, this entity in its, its original form and its spiritual form? What was she seeing? Was she just seeing, you know, the, this smoky figure? I don't know. 
Um, like I said, I'm not an expert on these things. I, I have no idea. However, I do believe just, you know, of how our guest was affected to this day by whatever she saw. I have no doubt that she saw something. You know, she didn't think she saw something. She saw something to the point where she has to move her computer screen because she doesn't want to see what's behind her. <laughs> she doesn't want to have to look through the reflection of her own screen into the room, you know, that's adjacent to her desk. Like, that's um, definitely left. Because she doesn't want to look into the computer screen to see what's behind her, you know? That definitely left some sort of some sort of traumatic um you know impression. I don't know, I don't know what you want to call it on her, you know. She was she was definitely traumatized by uh whatever this was. Now she says she's 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 gotta get over it, she says. Um but is this something that you really get over? I mean, it's not every day you see whatever the hell she saw. So, I don't know. Maybe she will. Maybe she won't. I would put my money on whatever that was. And hopefully it brought her a little comfort when I said uh, that whatever, that I believe whatever that was, was attached to this woman and not the room. You know, so she doesn't have to worry about whatever it is being inside the room. Whatever it was, was with the woman and most likely left with the woman. Um, but yeah, I mean... Our guest tonight definitely experienced something. She felt it, you know, um, something inside her, her intuition, you know, is this, is this, you know, you know, you know how we have um, this fear of, of spiders and snakes in our DNA, you know, like, you know, we dealt with giant spiders and giant snakes for a hundred thousand years and it kind of just imprinted in modern humans, you know, in the DNA of modern humans. So maybe, you know, with thousands of years of, of spiritual warfare, this, this, you know, this alarm bell goes off whenever, you know, some sort of dark entity, something that, that, that could very well mean you harm is around. You just feel it. And that's what she felt. She knew something was wrong. Everything inside of her told her not to look. And she didn't, she didn't look. <laughs> she didn't want to look. So, and, and I don't blame her for that at all. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe this, this is a DNA thing. But um, I definitely believe she saw some sort of dark entity, quite possibly some sort of demonic attachment. Um But I, I can't speculate any further than that. So I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode and our guest's story. But I don't know. I don't know what it is. I can't tell you. I got no answers. I can only speculate. And I've already done enough of that. But our guest story definitely sounds almost canon to me. <laughs>